and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the And welcome to episode 114 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AAW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man? Um, in the immortal words of uh, Captain Pekirk from Star War, um, may the Hogwarts be with you. <laughs> You know, I think my favorite. It's a really important holiday, Jeff. And I wanted to I wanted to shout out our, you know, uh, nerdier listeners out there that would, you know, I I wanted to make some niche jokes that they would get, you know, some real inside uh, uh, underground humor. Yeah, too too bad. Too bad we missed last week. We could have made a joke about Alien Day because I was on, you know, 426. So that was a little more, uh, you know, we already we already went to space in the 420 episode, Jeff. I think uh, I think it's fine. (laughs) Well, that much is true, too. (laughs) I think it's fine. (laughs) Uh, My my favorite shirt of that whole genre is is it's a shirt that says, oh, I oh, I it's R2D2. I love Star Trek. And of course, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a Dalek from Doctor Who. So, you know. oh, that's good. I got. I think the one that one that always got me going around the internet was uh, it was a picture of Patrick Stewart, and it said "Use the Force, Harry," and the quote was attributed to Gandalf. Yes, I've seen that. One. As that, I, I don't know for some reason that it's it's very simple. It's just really well executed. I, I, I have seen uh, that. One. That one really gets me. But yeah, well, it's Star War Day. Well, you know, uh, the, 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 along those same lines, one of my favorite things, I actually quote this, I actually do quote this in conversation with my family. There was a uh, a, a, a graphic that went around. It was like of uh, one of the, the NFL referees. I can't remember which one. But it said, uh, you know, after further review, the runner's foot did not touch third base, touchdown Celtics. Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Uh, who's on goal? Yeah, right. So, uh, hey, we have some uh, notes uh, about uh, AEW, notes. folks. We don't take notes. About, what are you talking about? Actually, I barely took notes for tonight. It, it has to be said. <laughs> um, we, we, I'm we showing have... Jeff my notes right now. <laughs> oh, damn. Those are my notes. I wonder if the listener could hear me taking notes. <laughs> um. First of all, really jotting them down. First of all, congratulations to Tony Khan as Fulham are back in the Premier League next season. Oh, I thought you were just going to say congratulations on like being rich and stuff. Well, that. But too. yeah, no, uh, your soccer team's good too right now, I guess. So that's yeah, cool too, man. So the, they're back up in the Premier League. They scored seven goals. In a match, that is a lot on, of goals on, in one match. On, on, I don't follow a ton of soccer, but I I am aware that that is many goals. That that is many many goals. Uh, yeah. So they are uh they 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 stormed the uh the championship, which is the the league be- below the Premier League. So right. uh they they stormed the championship, so they are back up. 
they're they're back up. Hopefully, they will stay up this time because usually they well, tend get to, up, stay up. Last, last couple of times, they've they've tended to yo-yo a little bit. Uh, but an, another note, um, since she didn't actually make the program tonight, uh, she got mentioned at one point, but she didn't actually make the program. So we'll just we'll just slide this in now. Uh, congratulations, Nyla Rose. Uh, her comic book writing debut was today. Oh, cool for her. Uh, a, a, uh, an X-Men. <coughs> so that's me. Sorry. How many AEW roster members have written comics? I can, we got Nyla Rose. we got CM Punk. Has uh, anyone else written a comic, uh, on the AEW roster? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't. Maybe just those two. So I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, not that I'm aware like... of anyway, but, uh, anyway, it, it was a, uh, yeah, uh, she did an X-Men one shot centering around Thunderbird, uh, John oh, Proudstar, the, uh, the, the Native American member. Also, Nyla uh, featured heavily on the gameplay footage they released for the AEW video game uh, today. Oh, is that Twitch right? Stream. Oh, I didn't yeah, see AEW that. Fight for, so there's a little, little note we haven't talked about this. AEW Fight Forever, official title of the game coming out later this year. Oh, my. Uh, 50 or so uh, member roster to begin more available from DLC throughout or as time goes on. It looks pretty interesting uh, from what I've seen so far. All very limited, but uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it, man. I'm playing a lot of that game. Half curious if Stu Grayson is going to be on that roster. I mean, I think it's probably too late. And yeah, there's a little note we can get into. Stu Grayson, RIP. We knew about Marco Stunt. We knew about Jack Evans. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird seeing Angelico tonight, too. I'm glad that they kept Angelico on. Rip Jack Evans. I like Jack Evans a lot, but I, I'm glad to see Angelico still uh, part of the AEW roster because I'm a big fan. But yes, yeah, Stu Grayson uh, is no more but Evil Uno still there. So RIP Super Smash Bros. That, that, just, that just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I guess they just couldn't get there on the, negoti- on the contract negotiations. Money, the numbers weren't there. Well, is what it is. It's business, you know? I know. Uh, I, you know, he's... He's popular in the locker room, so I guess some, some people were really bummed out about it. Um, I'm pretty bummed. I think, you know, uh, I've talked about Stu Grayson being, you know, one of the better pound-for-pound guys. Oh, yeah. He's incredibly strong. He's really impressive whenever he gets a chance to wrestle on television. Uh, I, you know, I think he's a guy that adds a lot of value to them. Dark Order has been floundering. and kind. Of, I think this kind of is indicative of where they're at with Dark Order right now. I think they're willing to just let people slide out of there because I don't think they give a shit about Dark Order really anymore. Yeah, the Dark Order. Obvious. Yeah, they they they, they kind of did their one year uh, uh, in tribute to. Brody, I guess we'll see because Dar- uh, uh, a Dark Order member featured in a pretty big match coming up next week. Well, that much so is true. I guess but... we'll see how heavily Dark Order features into that match or the the build to it over the next week. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna suggest that uh, they're gonna just start separating now it's gonna be i've been having conversations with people about this and uh yeah when the time comes i think we'll have a probably a more in-depth conversation about it as the weeks come along because maybe we'll we'll get some more resolution on double or nothing i guess we'll see but uh that's good as time as any to probably start talking about the show we just watched jeff yeah i think so and with that we go live to the now let me get my notes here the chesapeake employers insurance arena in baltimore maryland wow shout out checks chesapeake employers insurance thank you so much for naming the arena baltimore maryland uh what was the better show set in baltimore was it the wire or was it actually a homicide life on the streets I mean, a lot of a lot of real heads will tell you it's homicide, but I haven't watched enough of homicide to tell you that it's better than the wire. So I used to I love homicide. Be, I, I wouldn't be able to make it informed enough. Uh, I mean, I love the wire. Yeah, the wire. Too. I mean, 
I love the wire. I'm also a wire season two defender, mostly because I'm a proud Polish American. Uh, I I never thought that the wire season two was bad. So there's a, I mean, I don't, there's a lot of like the wire people will tell you that that is the quote unquote bad season. Um, I disagree with that, but you know, uh, people are entitled to their opinions. I but think it's great. I think it's uh, interesting depictions of of working class Polish Americans that I found uh, uh, very entertaining. But also, I think that the wire, I mean, homicide is, is less latched onto by white hipsters too. So, well, yeah, I mean, you know. that's because it wasn't on HBO. So. Right, it was on NBC on Friday nights, and nobody watched it except you know losers like me. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, back yeah, I think a lot of old people watch that, and you were about what sixty five, sixty seven when that was out. Uh-huh. So yeah, you had, had you just gotten your AARP card when that show came oh, out? Oh yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what Paul- was so like? What did you watch when they invented TV? Like, what was the show? That what was the one show that was on when television was invented, Jeff? Oh, that would have been like you know Milton Berle or something. You know, I, I okay, liked yeah. uh, I liked his uh, his his drag routine. I, I actually agreed to do this wrestling podcast um, only because Jeff uh, watched Bruno San Martino in the first ever televised wrestling match. So uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I, I want to be a part Bruno of history. Wrest- I don't even think Bruno was wrestling back then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, you we, saw we, like fucking go, Frank. Yeah, you saw Frank Gotch on fucking uh, uh, with the bunny ears. You were standing behind it, like tuning the things. Like, ooh, we're, we're, yeah, we're. I, I, yeah, I know my grandpa hated Gorgeous George. I know that much. <laughs> you were watching wrestling between ads for uh, for cigarettes with a guy in a suit just like smoking at the camera. Like when I need a nice pick me up, I grab me a pack of Lucky Strikes. Well, don't forget. How about you? You smoke Luckies, don't you? What are you? Some kind of girl? <laughs> Oh, and if you're a girl, smoke them too. Yeah, don't forget about the yeah, don't forget about the 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 pack of cigarettes. You know, the, are the you tap pregnant? Da- the, tap, the tap dancing pack of cigarettes behind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is now a pregnant golden- women. The baby will come out faster. This is now a golden age of television uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they call us the Mad Men of wrestling podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. We go uh, right in with uh, Adam Cole and his entrance because that's probably the best part about Adam Cole at this point. Is it is entrance. all? I mean, it's it's right there in the lyrics, Jeff. It's all about the boom. They just Mikey Ruckus and Adam Cole uh, unapologetically tell you, like, here's what you're supposed to cheer for. This is what it's about. It's the boom. And everybody does the boom. And this is great. He gets, it's a little bit abbreviated. Um, he he doesn't walk all the way to the ring just to walk back to commentary this time. Uh, he does <laughs> yeah, stay at the top was, of the ramp. Uh, yeah. So he, you know, I will say showing some rare restraint from Adam Cole there. Uh, as he joins uh, JR, Tony, and Excalibur for our first match of the evening in Owen Hart tournament qualifier men's bracket, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish. Um, this match kind of set the tone for the evening, and by that I mean this match uh, had some issues today, Paul. Look, man, Jeff Hardy can't do a lot of stuff anymore. Uh, there, are, He can do less things, and he does them not as fast, and, uh, you know, that's just the way it is now. But I will say this. Here's something I, I have to – I'm going to find a positive thing to say about this match – I think what Jeff is doing and what it was most apparent to me in this match than in some of his previous AEW work, but I think he really is telling that story with like his sort of diminishing skill set. Like the way he sort of very obviously and like very um 
like to the crowd, like stops and takes those deep breaths between spots and stuff. Like he's really showing the crowd, right? Like he's not trying to hide like his, uh, his sort of diminishing, uh, uh, you know, speed and athleticism, right? He's making yeah. it kind of a part of the act. Doesn't it feel like that to you? Um, maybe a little. Yeah. But there's the like a couple of times, especially between spots where he would like stop, he'd look at the crowd. He would just take that big blow. Like, Oh boy, this is really getting to me folks. Like, Oh man, yeah. old Jeff, old Jeff Hardy's coming out here to give him what for, but hot diggity dog. It's getting tough. <laughs> no. And I think that's like a good baby face story to tell though. And I think like, it's interesting to see Jeff Hardy do this because we're not used to it. I mean, you know? I, it would be an interesting angle just for a, a babyface wrestler to, to show just how washed he actually is. You know, it, I mean, it, I think that's pretty. That, that's a thing that guys do. I think. I think you know most like older wrestlers. You know, incorporate that into the act if you know how to. Like J Chris Jericho has smartly been able to you know take that and and he does like kind of gear towards you know hiding stuff and using what still works but i think you know he also isn't afraid to be like listen man i'm not you know 30 year old 40 year old chris jericho i'm not putting people in like all kinds of crazy stuff i'm not doing that like big exaggerated lion tamer i'm not doing those you know walls of jericho i'm hitting you with a spinning back elbow because i'm 50 and i yeah. can't uh, but yeah, the, it's just that the, the, there were a lot of timing issues in this match, and I think I don't that, think and, and, and I think Fish's that, timing's been kind of bad in general lately. I don't and, know, man. Like, uh, well, I think that the entire show followed suit, but we'll we'll get into. Yeah, that. no, there was a strange energy permeating this entire episode of Dynamite. Well, I, I, I agree. I, well, I, I think. That, well, you know what? There's a reason for one of them. I, I think there's one. Re well, at least let me rephrase that. I can. Name at least one reason why there was a strange energy, and I'll get into that later. I was gonna—I uh, uh, mean, too much crab. Are people eating too many crab I cakes. I don't know. Uh, Over there in Balmer. Anyway, uh, Jeff Hardy beats Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish looked like he was legit hurt by that, by that uh, Swanton. The, uh, the way he was sitting him, in the court. The way he was sitting. But I think in the, the whole. But that—that that was the deal. It was like everyone because everyone came out after and checked on him and stuff. I think that was like the sell, right? Well, either he was really selling really well, or he actually fucked himself, or he actually got hurt or something. Cause... I was surprised to see Jeff Hardy get the win. I thought we were going to get the undisputed elite all in the Owen Cup after you know uh, Cole and Fish. I'm sorry, Cole and O'Reilly had already qualified, so this was a surprise result for me. But I'm excited to see Jeff Hardy in the tournament. Yeah, and then we get look, a, man. Uh... I, I, skill set aside, and Jeff Hardy not being able to go as much aside. I fucking love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy rules, and I will always get really excited to see Jeff Hardy enter the ring. I'll always, whether I'm sitting up or standing down, I'll, I'm doing the hands thing. The music hits, and I'm dun 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 and I'm throwing up the hands, and it's fun. It's fun, man. Uh, we get a, a little bit of a stare down between uh, the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Yeah, they take a little beat. Um, they, the commentary mentions it. I'm surprised that they didn't. Uh, harken back to their history of previous matches uh, on commentary. I thought that yeah, especially since one of them mentioned is, that, especially since one of them was in Ring of Honor, at least one. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. I was, I was surprised they hadn't. I'm sure they will eventually, but I'm surprised it wasn't brought up there. Um, did you see Triple Mania? Parts, most kinda. Yeah, I was watching GCW I, simultaneously and kind of doing other stuff, so I, I didn't see all of it, but I did see a bunch of it. Uh, I think, yeah, the, uh, the 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 Young Bucks versus uh, Ijo del Vikingo in Rey I did Phoenix. miss that match. That one should have been a lot better. I think Tarantes fucked the fucked the finish up. So, but mm. you know, it's Tarantes, so you know we expect this sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anyway. 
moving on, we get an edited version of that video that dropped yesterday of William Regal. Oh, God. Yeah, you, you need to watch the entire four-minute video because... Absolutely. Absolutely. If uh, if you like what you saw, and I'm sure you did if you watched this, um, really great little Blackpool Combat Club vignette led by William Regal. There's like a three-and-a-half-minute version that they released on Twitter. And I think it's probably on YouTube, too. Uh, check AEW socials. Go seek this out. I thought it was fantastic. Oh. Just a really good, like... Like a manifesto for the Blackpool Combat Club, essentially, right? Oh, it ruled. I I, I loved, loved that video. That, that and then was... especially those last, like, 10 or 15 seconds where uh, it, it started going, like, a, it was like a close-up on Regal, like, starting to snarl and get the meaner and meaner face. He's just so good at that. William Regal has been one of the best additions to the entire AEW roster of, I mean, they made some tremendous signings uh, and some really big names over the last couple of months. William Regal might end up being one of, if not the most valuable of them all. Oh, yeah. And then with that, we uh, get Mr. Regal because he is joining our commentary crew for our second match of the evening uh, with the assembled Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson, Willer Yuta, and John Moxley versus The Butcher, The Blade, and Angelico. Um, Gay Angelico. Hey, question. Do you want a blackpool combat club unified entrance or are you cool with the separate entrances as they are doing now uh i'm cool with the separate entrances because you know that's what the pop is the the the, the pop okay. is for moxley to still come through the crowd and you know danielson to get I, the, I, I, the flight of the valkyries going and you it's know. fair it's fair I would like to see them have a unified music and entrance for specifically for when they do trios matches at the very least. I mean, I, I get just, it. it would, I think it throws in another fun element to it. It gives something else like gives us a, like a little something else to sort of cheer for them presents a unified front, you know, for us to kind of uh, be sold on like they're a cohesive unit. They're a faction They're You know, uh, they work together. They want to come out together as a unit. So th- there's just, I would like to see that at least. Yeah, no, I but I, I, but I let all three of their entrances are good. Yuta's new music's good. It is. I agree. So Yuta, you know, I, it's like you're not wrong either way, right? Yuta, by the way, making his best of the Super Juniors debut. You, it's in the juniors. Oh, Yuta. Oh, oh, there's some. There's. Uh, he's in a good block too, because he, he he's in a block with uh, L. Lindemann. Uh, Exit yes. Dragon Gate, but also now Glate's inaugural G Rex champion. So that's and, gonna uh, be something. Uh, there's another AEW talent in the Super Juniors, and it's escaping me. Who no, is there it? is not. There, no, he's the only AEW talent. Is he the only AEW? Yeah, there. Uh, Ace Austin from Impact is there. Uh, so is Alex Zane. I did see Alex Zane on there. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Here, now you're going to now you're going to make me bring my blog up. So here, let me let me make <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm strong style story, folks. Read the blog. Dot tumblr.com. Uh dot yeah, tumblr.com. There, yeah, there are no other AEW talents in this. Uh it should be noted that uh Teton of CMLL is finally coming back. So that's cool. Okay. Uh but uh yeah, I'm excited the, for Super Juniors. I'm probably going to watch a bunch of this. Yeah, there yeah, there are no other uh there are no other uh AEW talents in uh, Best of the Super Juniors. Okay, so, right on. But uh, uh, that being said, I love Regal's little line drop of, uh, you know, he can tell Yuta all about New Japan because he fought Antonio Inoki. He fought Antonio Inoki on a random WCW Saturday night. 
I mean, Anything can happen on a Saturday night. For yeah, us. it can. But that was during like that was during Regal. Uh, excuse me, during Inoki's final countdown. So yeah, that was you know many many moons ago. Uh, this match I thought was just simply fantastic. I I, I thought this was really good. But I really it- like this, especially towards the end. Like you know, the thing is, and I think maybe this is why like I want to see them like together more because I think they make an interesting cohesive unit when they wrestle together and like when they're wrestling all and when all three of them are in the ring together. Like the, these finishes that they've been they've been constructing uh, have been really uh, just excellent. And so, like, I, it makes me want to see more of them, the three of them working together at the same time. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Um, that being said, Danielson does get the win over Angelico. I mean, they, they just seem like they, they are. Angelico a, sold his ass off oh, for those yes, stops from did. Danielson, too. His head was just bouncing off the mat. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, no, the Blackpool. Angelico combat. looked inspired tonight. And, and, like, you know, in a in a match where it's designed for the Blackpool Combat Club to really stand out, I thought Angelico had a especially good match. Yeah, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, possibly the, the best uh, thing going in AEW right now. They're one of the hottest acts in all the wrestling, folks. Uh, they might end up at Defy pretty soon, which is really interesting. John Moxley was just over there, had an awesome match with Tom Lawler. People are really excited about. And oh, uh, I need to see that. Yeah, that 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 show started way too late for me. Especially yeah, it was a late one. So he said Triple Mania went till midnight. He had, uh, so. he had mentioned uh, to the crowd that he, uh, you know, there's a chance of maybe some Blackpool Combat Club. T- tag team action happening at the five at some point oh did you see uh the the match that ryan danielson and an indie show in the pacific northwest will blow the fucking roof off the place oh god yes uh <laughs> did you see the uh did you see uh the the match announcement for the uh dc show for new japan uh which announcement Jeff? uh this will be a four-way match for the iwgp u.s title featuring john moxley challenging oh the champion hiroshi tanahashi but also uh, but also Will Osprey and the newly bullet clubbed mm. Juice Robinson. Okay, Juice and Mox being in the ring together is very interesting. Well, yeah, because remember they had that feud when when Mox exactly was, yeah. So that's... so so now them being in in such different places now in their careers, that is. I mean, I don't really care about Billy Ostrich, but that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it it really really kind of is. Do we expect uh, Tanahashi to probably retain, and then this lays the groundwork for Mox and Juice to sort of mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club? Oh, you know what? Blackpool Combat Club having some sort of interaction with this newfangled Bullet Club at Forbidden Door makes a lot of sense. So it does. It de- it actually it actually really does. Um, with that, we not go- my first choice, but I get it. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Forbidden Door, of course, uh, the pre-sale go is tomorrow, so I'm gonna yeah, be. So uh, in- by next week, we'll be uh, talking about tickets. So stay tuned, listener. You'll see where we're sitting. Um, where are my? Oh yes. Uh, next up, we have backstage. Uh, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs uh, get joined by Jurassic Express, uh, and they, uh, they 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 swap title challenges. So we're gonna get. Um, you know, Hobbs and Starks against Jurassic Express for the tag titles, but also um, Jungle Boy will be challenging Starks for the FTW title. Yeah, that's really interesting. Good promo from Jungle Boy. Uh, we got to stop just having the Dino Man just go. Rah, I'm super tired. Yeah, of that. yeah. I remember when he was like actually talking, and you know, yeah, this, this is just silly. Uh, so don't like that. Uh, but yeah, it would be really interesting if Jungle Boy beat Starks for that FTW belt. There's really something they can do there. Oh, yeah. I I expect that Team Taz cheats to keep it, 
but they could really do something here. Yeah. Uh, then we get when we come back, we get a uh, a, a another promo from uh, Keith Lee and uh, Shane Swerve Strickland. Um, this was okay, I guess, or something. I love Swerve, man. I'm just excited to see more of him on television and see how his character plays out. Uh, actually, right before the show started, I was listening to Swerve on Talk Is Jericho. He was the guest on this week's episode. And uh, it was a really interesting conversation. I'm going to get back and finish it later. I would recommend giving that a listen. But yeah, man, I, I really I've been a fan of his for a long like, I guess for you know probably since I saw him in 2000. Well, shit, in Lucha Underground, really. Yeah, it was the first time I saw. I would have I would have seen uh, Swerve, but yeah, I think he's tremendous. And so more exposure. I think he's the kind of guy with that mind for wrestling that just the more you give him, the more he's going to do with it. Make him a guy. Make him a featured player. Our third match of the evening, Wardlow against MJF's mystery opponent. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, fuck all the Harbaugh's, and especially John Harbaugh. And I think this <laughs> yeah, is why we had. And I think this is why we had such weird energy because John Harbaugh was there, just because he was there, just, just yeah. him, just his stupid presence. Yeah, uh, of course the the mystery opponent, of course, was uh, William Morrissey of Impact. Yeah, no Wrestling. mystery at all. Everybody the, knew what it was. going to Yeah, be. the 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 ex big cast. A large guy, a large man did, in fact, appear. Wardlow's entrance. Can we talk about Wardlow's entrance for a hot second? Yeah. It's the hardest shit on earth. It's fucking awesome. It rules. It's brilliant. This was a great idea. Whoever decided that they were going to make this the thing while Wardlow was uh, uh, in this stage of the feud. Genius. It makes him look so scary. It's just, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so... With that in mind, uh, this was a big man match. And, uh, yeah, and big men did big men things. Uh, Wardlow does get the win. Uh, Very impressive Wardlow. I mean, honestly, impressive from William Morrissey. That guy, from going from the, uh, uh, you know, that, that shithead's partner and just being kind of a big alcoholic dummy and then almost drinking himself to death and embarrassing himself around every community in wrestling to now, like, being in great shape he looked awesome he's fucking jacked that's a large jacked man that had a really good match against one of the hottest acts at aew right now um wardlow picked him up for a very impressive power bomb no symphony no of course symphony, no, but we, just we don't need it but i mean the match was it was like a six minute match right six seven minute match which is really what you needed from guys that size um another impressive outing keep doing this keep keep feeding large men to wardlow yeah no um Afterwards, uh, Wardlow decided he's done with this uh, security guard bullshit and proceeds to take out the entire Baltimore indie scene. <laughs> yeah, they had to go. <laughs> they were they were in the way. He just crushed everybody. Again, this rules. So, Wardlow finally goes to MJF and says, look, I'm not going to stop until you re- give me a match and release me from my contract. So, uh, so MJF, of course, agrees. But, of course, this being MJF, there's going to be, you know, a thousand, you know, little stipulations to it because. Yeah, you know. so, uh, well, th- the first thing is first is going to be a contract signing, and it's going to be in the most magical place on Earth, Jeff. Uh, they're already Long in Long Island. Strong Island, New York. They're already in Pittsburgh, so they, they, they missed their chance. Wrong fucking <laughs> island. They're going to go to the the bagel boss is going to be there. Uh, Matt Sarah is going to be there. Uh, friend of the show, Harry Mack, is going to be there. Everyone we know from Long Island, they all know each other. 
Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> yeah, of course there's going to be conditions for this because that's like the only gimmick that MJF actually has. <laughs> <laughs> just make conditions upon conditions to to match to matches. Speaking of Pittsburgh, uh, we go backstage and uh, we get a segment featuring Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, DMD. Uh, Jamie Hayter, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm, who I guess have a tag match on uh, on Rampage coming up. Speaking of Rampage, Special five thirty Eastern start time for Rampage. You know, usually when they do these special times, it's like, okay, the last time was like, oh well, I'm not gonna be home from work yet. This time it's gonna be, I'm not even gonna be clocked out yet. <laughs> I mean, imagine when you're on the West Coast, it's just in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, yeah, there's some. Uh, it's a basketball thing, I think that they're. Yeah, well, yeah, because the NBA playoffs. So yeah. Getting preempted for, yeah, preempted for NBA, NBA stuff, and damn yeah, it. yeah, it'll happen. Uh, they but they stacked the card. It's a it's a stacked rampage. It is, and and Brit, starting with this match, and Britt, you wear that goddamn pen shirt, especially after uh, last night triple overtime. My God, that uh, was like a whole other hockey game got played in, in at Madison Square Garden last night. The views and express opinions of Jeffrey D. Wessler are not expressly those thereof of the Boom Goes Dynamite podcast. Um, anyways, uh, editorial reply. Yes, they are. Great to see Ruby Soho back on Wednesday night television. She's been uh, hanging out on dark, having some tag matches with Anna Jay and just doing some other stuff, I guess. Um, but as soon as they give her the mic again, that Ruby Soho emotion comes out and she just right here, right away. Uh, immediately was like, we have a score to settle. You have a receipt coming. Um, I'm excited for this match and I'm excited for uh, the Owen Hart tournament match uh, with uh, uh, Jamie and Tony or Britt and Tony, right? Britt and Tony? Uh, no, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, I think, no, I think it's Jamie and Tony in the, Jamie uh, and Tony? Yeah. It's Jamie and Tony. Whatever. I think it's so. Good. It's good. Either way. I think, it, I think it's Britt and Ruby, Jamie and Tony. Okay. Works for me. Uh, we then come back and uh, we get Adam Page in the ring over his uh, COVID-19, uh, which is why he was absent last week. He looks great. He looks like he's fully recovered. He laid the fuck in to CM Punk. <laughs> Yeah, awesome, awesome promo. So good. A lot of weird mic work, and there was some good stuff, but mostly just weird mic energy from a lot of people tonight. Not from Adam Page. Adam Page fucking nailed it. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. great. I know a lot of people like immediately want to go straight to, oh, is he going to turn heel? I highly doubt that. I think it's just a way to add another element to this uh, rivalry, kind of add some different emotions to it and kind of show – you know, that's this means something more to Adam Page just than, you know, I'm I'm your hot champion defending the title. That's right. So, yeah. So that, that match, by the way, be... light Adam, Adam Page, light colored jeans works for me. There we go. It's a big yes. And then we get uh, a little video of uh, Kanasuke Takashita from DDT. He is in AEW for the uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I'm not, was not very familiar with Takashita uh, prior to this excursion here, but he's uh, someone that people keep saying that you need to look out for. So I'm very excited to see him wrestle uh, on Rampage. It, Unfortunately, his opponent's Jay Lethal, but oh well. Yeah. He, he, no, uh, Takashita is very, very good. And he, he was just, yeah, he, he was just only just recently the, uh, the KOD champion again recently uh he, he lost Very to nice. tetsuya endo so uh but yeah it's uh jay lethal and who gives a shit about jay lethal not i 
Moving because, on. Be, because this is not 2014, 2015 anymore, and there's no reason Ooh. to care about Jay Lethal, oh, especially yeah, since true. he's a dickhead. Uh, our fourth match of the evening, uh, Santana versus Chris Jericho. So I didn't get to hear, what what week are we in now? Week seven uh, of the Jericho Appreciation Society, or is it week eight Dude, do you think I count weeks? <laughs> well, they, Who are you asking? Well, they say it. Oh, do they? They say it at the beginning of the. They say it at the beginning of their <laughs> again for the for, for who you for, asking for for eight weeks the standard in sports entertainment. Oh, uh, that's one of the things that Matt Menard says. Yeah. Uh, um, this one got it off to a hot start. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Um, but it, it it quickly became just kind of an you know it was an all right TV match. It it was what yeah it was, was fine yeah it was what it was. Jericho gets his Judas effect off, gets himself a little dub. Yep, he does, and uh, and this continues, and they're they're really selling the Eddie Kingston uh, fireball spot from last week. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is who comes to uh, Santana and Ortiz's aid, and what does that lead to for double or nothing? We're probably gonna get some sort of five on five gimmick match, right? Um, not a stadium thing, but probably some sort of thing. Uh, so we'll see who, and, and that's that's kind of what we're building towards here. I guess probably one or two more weeks, we'll probably find out. We'll probably know before the pay per view, but uh, that's the thing that excites me. All right. Um, During the commercial break, uh, we had a uh, little statement from Tony Khan uh, in celebration of uh, of Asian and Pacific and Pacific American Heritage Month. So that that was kind of neat to see. It's really nice to see Tony Khan continue to carry on Cody's legacy of ending racism. Uh, and so I think that's really uh, uh, great of him to, to show respect to a pioneer that way. Good Lord. How's he doing in WWE? Because I'm not I'm sure he's doing great. Anymore. I'm sure he's having a really great time. Yeah, well, well. Uh, there is a he's doing a broken skull session with Steve Austin coming up. I will be absolutely watching and listening to that. Oh, boy. Hundred percent. We think when we come back, we get a backstage vignette with uh, the ass boys and the acclaimed. And uh, I guess they're they're allies now <laughs> or something or, or, or what? So, first know. of all, this was super fun. They uh, they do a little gift exchange. The 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 guns give the acclaimed a couple of pairs of scissors. Billy says, let's scissor them up, boys. And he puts the hands out and they do the thing. This is obvious gun club trickery like this is get close to the acclaim to then turn on them they're doing some snake in the grass stuff but i think this is going to be a really really good way to get the acclaimed over as like full top tag team baby faces this is going to be a good way to cat to catapult them to that status uh so great move i'm really excited to see how this goes um it's one of these things where you're taking two teams that are i guess firmly in the mid card now but everyone sort of sees as being higher up this is a great way to have them face each other and both come out of it with a higher profile, which is what I expect to happen. We then go to the ring and we have uh, the Varsity Blondes with uh, Griff Garrison, uh, your your beautiful baby boy, uh, mm, Julia Hart, so and nice. so nice, and, and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, and once again, we get treated, quote unquote, to. Motherfucking John Harbaugh, man, fuck this guy, man. He's there again. I don't, Hi, give John. A, I don't give a shit that he was Brian Pillman's roommate in college. Who gives a fuck? I, here's the one thing I'd like to know more about is like what sort of ribs Brian Pillman and like other people he knew were probably pulling on John Harbaugh in those times. I am sure that John Harbaugh was pranked and bullied relentlessly 
by Brian Pillman Sr. Yeah, because Brian Bryman just shitting on his pillow or something. I mean, I mean, John Harbaugh. You, you know, I mean, knowing John John Harbaugh in his capacity as the head coach of the of the Baltimore Ratbirds, um, he he is already one of the most gotten to people in in, in NFL history. So you can, well, I, can I mean, only he'd, imagine. He'd a, maybe he'd be a really good professional wrestler, man. He he already has the uh, you know being mad at fans and maybe name searching on Twitter. Oh you yeah, know, that kind oh, of stuff you, down. Yeah. So. Oh God, yeah, you know, you that's a know. good start. And, and at some point, Pillman Jr. refers to Harbaugh as my dad's best friend. I can just see Steve Austin spitting out his his craft IPA. Stunning that he, Steve. He, oh my. Stunning God. Hollywood blonde Steve, being like, "What the fuck." Uh, yeah, what what is this? Hold bullshit? up now, who booked this shit? Oh my goodness! This yeah. uh, the promo from Pillman uh, was brutal. Uh, this it was so bad. This whole promo sucked, and uh, they then they call out. So they finally call out the House of Black, and the House of Black come out and are immediately much more over than. Then, then, yeah, then the but then also blonde. this beatdown had a weird energy and went on too long, and. and then they and then they blew the fucking Julia Hart thing. I in my estimation. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. So what? I'm the so frustrated f- with what this. the fuck. I mean, okay. So first of all, they're trying to they're 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 taking this time to try to pay off an angle that they haven't done shit. Well, with that's the thing. They're months. obviously not paying it off because they did not pay it off. So what they? So this is where I mean, it's kind of a rug pull on us, right? Like we had assumed this is the payoff, and uh, they didn't pay it us off. Julia chickens out when it's time to go hit Griff with the chair. And then it, the and then here comes Death Triangle, which, oh, okay. But, okay, well, cool. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to see you, but, like, you're kind of blowing P- Phoenix's return entrance by doing this. And he's got the cool cape and everything. But now he just, like, gets the run out without, like, doing his, like, full entrance. And, like, why? I thought this – I thought the angle was between House of Black and, and the Varsity Blondes. So, like, now they're – I don't know. This is a misfire to me. This. And it's upsetting because I think Julia Hart is doing a really good job with the character that she's given. And I think she is over delivered and overachieved to this point. And I think she and the people around her are getting hindered by shitty creative. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, no, this this whole thing was a waste of fucking time. It was a complete. It, it, but the, waste the problem of- is, I would I guess I'd be less frustrated if it was just bad and I wanted to get rid of it. But I know that there's a good thing here. We just need to find it. But I mean, they they let this sit dormant for months, and now they try to bring it back. It's like, okay, what? Well, it worked. The crowd was there. The crowd was ready to see it follow through and to like pull that back again. Now it's like you're only going to see diminishing returns from this point forward. So you have to pull the trigger because the longer you wait from this point it's like with dark order they had that moment after dark order and page split up for dark order to establish themselves more firmly in his absence they didn't do that and they and now you see where dark order is we're kind of doing the same thing right here right now that's what really worries me yeah i mean this is like this is really getting closer and closer to out and out failure when it's been salvageable and it still is but uh, they keep getting away from it i'd like to see them you know not fuck this up. Yeah, it just yeah, it's, it's frustrating. And again, you know the, the 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 pacing of this episode, the timing of this episode, just ugh, just not good. Just there was not some, there was good. some stuff. There were some like. issues tonight. There were some issues. Backstage we go and we have Jade and the baddies. And oh my god, Jade, <laughs> this was good. My god, this part was good. <laughs> this was the part that was good. 
She didn't even say nothing, and my God, she was the best part of the program. She didn't have to, but Red, but I thought Red's confidence but she said, was great here. But, but she Red said it and all. Kira are really good heaters for Jade, and you can see kind of both of them, all three of them, have really stepped in each other's game up. Like they they have great great chemistry, like legitimately. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to the ring, and Julia Hart is still in the ring while they're trying to introduce Ray Phoenix, and what. What the I, fuck? and this was why were they doing? Because it made me feel like Julia was supposed to be a part of this next segment too, and she just wasn't. She just didn't get out of the ring fast enough, I guess. What the? Just yeah, no, it was weird, man. It was weird. Oh god. Well, anyway, Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin, Owen Hart tournament qualifier. Um, the only I have I have two notes for this match. The first match is fuck picture and picture because god damn it, again the timing of this episode. Fucking ruined the early pick. You know, you know that we hate an early picture and picture break on this podcast, so that was tough. Yeah, but the match itself was really good. Oh god, this match fucking bell to bell, no complaints, no notes. It was fucking great. This match fucking ruled. Match of the night, hands down. Phoenix has been gone for what three months? Uh, yeah, about that. Guy looks like he wrestled yesterday. He, or I mean, he wrestled at AAA, but like, yeah, he really, just the guy doesn't miss a beat. He's un, he's unbelievable. The man is he is a prime physical specimen, and and yeah, no, Dante and Phoenix uh, put on an absolute lucha clinic here. It was uh, brilliant. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> match of the night, easy. Oh, I I love this. I, I I love this match. I have no complaints about that. I mean, we're not going to spend too much time on it because it just ruled, and you need to see it. Period. That's all I got to say. Uh, so now the the bracket is set for the uh, men's side of the Owen Hart. That was a surprising result too, right? Uh, I I didn't expect uh, Phoenix to win. Really? Yeah, I kind of thought Dante was going to get that win. Mm. Well, it turns out Phoenix won, and he's getting. And now I forgot who he's. Oh, I think he's getting like Kyle O'Reilly. So that's going to be a clash of yeah, styles. I have to see that bracket again because they're they got the Joker coming in there. Yeah, the, now, yeah, the Joker the going spot. against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joker. Samoa Joe. Ooh, there you go. Who who do you think the Joker is? A lot of people are saying Miro, and I could definitely get with that. Um, oh my God. guess is probably Samoa Joe. Holy shit! I'm I'm gonna go with Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, because isn't he like the only living Joker now? Well, I guess Jack Nicholson is still alive. So, uh, well, now there's well, I guess Barry Keown, the new one. Yeah, or something. He's still alive. Or something. Uh, we get a promo from Darby Allen talking about Jeff Hardy and this. I'm talking about was... another bad promo. Oh, this, this promo, promo very sucks. this was very obviously like uh like a producer like ran up to Sting and Darby in the back with the camera like thirty seconds before and we're like, Hey, we need a one minute promo. You guys got something? Put something together. Go, 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 go. And that was it. Sting was just like, Hey, uh we have a match coming up. And uh yeah. This is cool. So <laughs> cool, dude. Let's wrestle or something. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> see you later. We then get a we then get a uh promo with Thunder Rosa uh talking about her match with Nyla Rose and uh she then brings out Serena Deeb. Now I have to question, does does Serena Jeeb have a shiner or was that bad makeup? Yeah, no, she got her her guy busted the fuck open last week. Yeah. If you saw the picture from the day after. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She got her eye blew up. Ooh. Well, Hikaru Shida, by the way, uh, went to Tokyo Joshi 
uh, yeah. the other day. And then, so it, what, what's funny is that Hikaru Shida is there, and then Yuka Sakazaki, they, they moved her tag title match at that show to like the, to be the first match of the show because she had to hop a plane to get come to AEW to face Riho on Rampage. Yeah, which I can't wait for. Yeah, that, that's go, that's gonna be fun. very excited for Yuka and Riho. And uh, actually, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb now at Double or Nothing. That's gonna be yeah. A good this one. was a this was like a kind of a weird back and forth promo. Uh, Rosa was sort of up and down in her delivery. I would say uh, I thought Deeb was. Uh, consistent in like you know what in the character that she's presenting and for me like the promos are great or whatever but i already know all i need to know about these two and why they're wrestling each other right like and rosa said it right away like you know she's had they respected each other for a long time they've crossed paths before uh this is just a hey who's the best and that's all i need look give me the match just give me the match let's fight let's do it let's do it i know we get a uh, brief promo from john silver who will be facing cm punk next week on on dynamite John uh, is hungry is the uh, the message. There. And he's the meat man. So he's got him and Tesco V are the meat men now. Yes. Long Island guys. I do like that. The Long Island wrestlers get their uh, get their matches uh, when they go back there. I expect to see something for stat and something for Trent and uh, the rest of the Long Island crew. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Trent Beretta's from there. Oh, is Max Caster we'll, also mean, from Long Island? I mean, we'll get Sue. Oh, we'll probably get Sue. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get. Sue. I hope we get Sue. Our main event of the evening uh, for the undisputed Ring of Honor uh, World Women's Championship, uh, Diana Perazzo versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Bobby Cruz on the ring announcing. So that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. (laughs) Yeah, they've been getting Bobby Cruz to do all their Ring Ring of Honor matches, and I think that's nice. Um, I think they should just just bring Bobby Cruz in full-time, quite frankly. That'd be kind of cool, too. my expectations for this match by the time it started weren't super high because I was like, oh, shit, we're only going to get like nine minutes here. Uh, so and that's exactly what w- we got. <laughs> it was what it was. And I thought, you know, for what time that they got and the pace that they worked it at, it was a quite a nice match with an unexpected result for me. I did not expect it to go that way. Did you? Uh, I did not. Yeah, I, I actually thought Perazzo was going to uh, yeah. gonna win. So Mercedes it, so. Martinez uh, gets the victory. She is your undisputed ring of honor champion what yes. do you think this means so do you think that's just they don't want to sign diana parazzo you think that's the deal i think well isn't she signed to impact uh maybe maybe that's i think she I'm yeah i think she's signed to okay impact well then, right now so. if she's signed to impact then that's why this happened all right yeah so never, all right that makes sense moving yeah, on there you have it hey so. Mar- mercedes martinez uh, as good uh, uh, uh standard bearer for your title as any uh she's fantastic so if she's not going to be your main champion having her be the ring of honor champion pretty damn good yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, and the match itself, not bad at all. No, it was good. I, that's the thing is, I'm, I guess I'm just disappointed more than anything. I won't be seeing more Deanna on AEW because I think she's tremendous. Well, there you go. And with that, we wrap up this week's edition of AEW Diamond. Boy, we kind of uh, well, we kind of blew through this episode, didn't we? I mean, so did AEW. So, well, there you go. <laughs> and then somehow it was still it was still two hours. So, uh, hey, <laughs> well, contractually obligated, but uh, hey, Paul, we're beholden to no one. Jeff, go ahead and plug yourself. You can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle, Twitch.tv slash Thick Flair, Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain, and Wrestling underscore Brain on social media, uh, where Wrestling Brain happens. Uh, that's it. Okay, uh, you could find me at. GD Wessel on Twitter. 
Whoa. Because the, the merge finally happened. It, it's done. It's a done deal, folks. So, yeah, GD Wessel is the only place you can find me on the Twitter. Well, actually, that's not true. There's also the Busting Balls account, but, you know, I, I just use that for football. Uh, anyway, uh, the blog is still around, strongstylestory.tumblr.com, and I'm posting there three times uh, in a week. Uh, I don't have anything else to plug right now. Oh, wait. <laughs> actually, no, that's not true. I do wait. Have, I do have. But wait, there. there's more. But wait, there's more. Uh, I have a crowdfunding, a, a crowdfunder that will be going live uh, at the end of this month uh, on the 31st. That's pluggable. Of, That's worth uh, plugging. Of the 31st of May. It's a crowdfunder for a uh, for a uh, a one shot comic book that I wrote. And I would like uh, people to please uh, give money to it. So uh, right now there is a uh, pre-registration page for this uh if you go to https colon backslash backslash zoop z-o-o-p dot g-g slash the letter c slash kaiju sunset that's k-a-i-j-u-s-u-n-s-e-t uh and you'll get uh just put in your email and you'll get notified when the campaign goes live how about we drop a link in the description for tonight's episode, Jeff? Oh, maybe I will do that. Yes, I will wow. drop a link Let's in do that. the description for tonight's episode. So there you go. Check it out, y'all. So, uh, hey, Paul, any last words? Uh, yeah. In the words of Yoda, um, everybody Wang Chung tonight. We'll see you next week. Nanu Nanu.